Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. Anchor gives you everything you need in one place for free, which you can use right from your phone or computer. Creation tools allow you to record and edit your podcast so it sounds great. They'll distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard everywhere. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many more. You can easily make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome to Blog Access 101 Podcast. Follow us on social media at Blog Access 101 on Twitter and Instagram. Special shout out to our sponsor, Hibachi Productions. Use our discount code Block Access 101 on com to get 20% off. Back to Blog Access 101. This is episode 24. I'm your host, Young Hibachi. Follow us on social media at Blog Access 101. I'm here today with a special guest, Nick. Um, give your social media tag. Uh, so my Instagram, you can find me at Nick of Time, and for my Twitter, it's that Nickster, that underscore Nickster. Uh, so all right, so give the audience a um, brief summary of your athletic career, uh, where you started, um, what college you went to, and what country you're uh, training, uh, competing for. Um, a brief history of me. Uh, yeah. I pretty much I started track when I was eight doing AU and um, USATF, all that stuff as a kid. As I got older, I went to high school at Wakaba High School. Okay. And, um, that's where I, I started actually hurdling because I started as a distance kid in high school. And um, got to the point where I didn't want to do it anymore. My coach was like, well, who wants to try out for hurdles? So um, I decided to try out for it. And I really didn't start hurdling until like my junior, senior year. From there, um, I got a scholarship and ended up going to the University of Kentucky for four years. Okay. All right. Uh, that's pretty cool. So, but what, what distance races did you run? Uh, I did the the mile, the two mile, the 800, four by eight, all pretty much all the distance distance races, including cross country. Oh, yeah. C- cross country was hell. Uh, <laughs> um, so... Yeah, I, I just did it for basketball. But um, what was your first reaction when you got the news that 22 Summer Olympics was postponed to 2021? Um, for me, it was more so, I would say, a relief because I wasn't planning on to compete for 2020 because in 2019 I had pulled my groin and I missed my hip. So I was um, right, like right before USA's in 2019, I got hurt. So I was like, okay, I'm just going to take the next few months to um, to get healthy and all the other good stuff. So, And by that time, I was in the process of trying to find a new coach. So when I found the coach I'm at now, when I got in contact with him, I was like, uh, I think I'm just going to take the year off just to get healthy and just get the, used to his um, training and everything, get adjusted and acclimated. Mm-hmm. So when I found out the news, I was like, oh, this is kind of like perfect timing for me, I want to say. <laughs> yeah. got pushed back. Oh, so, so basically, it was like a blessing in disguise. Yeah. Right. Um, so, what were some difficulties while you have faced while training in, in a pandem- uh, pandemic? Um, probably the biggest thing is just accessibility, because I think a lot of times you can just go wake up and just like, okay, let's go train at the track, and you know, go to the weight room and do all the other stuff that you're just so used to doing. 
and have the access to do. And I was like, once it's taken away, you kind of have to like get real creative of what you want to do and where to train and like trying to figure out how you can make a workout at home that's still applicable and still keeping you on track to stay in shape for track. So I would probably, I would say that was probably the biggest thing that I faced trying to do and finding places to work out that's not at a track. <laughs> so, so I guess you brought like, so I know, I know with me, I was doing like just workouts at home. I didn't have any weights, but just doing straight pushups. I didn't know, I didn't know how, how what type of workouts were you doing at home? Um, um, I, like a lot of like cardio stuff. Like I'll have to like, I was doing like, as far as weights, I had like some weight stuff, like some dumbbells and stuff, but nothing like crazy. Mm -hmm. um, some medicine balls I would do. Of course, push-ups, pull-ups, all that. Um, I do a lot of cardio routine uh, exercises. I would measure out like um, on my neighborhood, like different distances I could run. And um, I'll run up and down, have my like my brother, my mom or dad time me just so I'm like in the right time and stuff like that and rest. Um, that was mostly what I was doing during the whole time period of that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, has there has there been anything has there been anything of normality of your training before COVID up until now in the pandemic? Um, probably before, yeah. It was probably real normal. You know, it was just typical training. Wake up, here's your workout, do this X, Y, and Z. Just regular things. And then, of course, once the pandemic, I think once the pandemic happened, we were like, okay, well, let's see what we can do up until, you know, we have restrictions <laughs> to do <Right>. things. <laughs> and then um, once we figured out, like, oh, well, we can't go here, we can't do this, it's like, okay, well, this is going to be very interesting. Then it became like doing stuff over the phone or, you know, FaceTime or, you know, just your coach not physically there. Or if he is there, it was like we're like somewhere real secluded or some off the wall place where we have to like be imaginative to think of ways to do stuff. Yes, yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> um, so what was the biggest thing you took for granted in your training before COVID that you never will again after dealing with the pandemic? <laughs> uh, I'd probably say um, being able to train in certain places because I think especially with track you can't I mean if you want to train you got to practice at a track that's the biggest thing for us I want to say Right. and I think you just take that for granted you can just wake up like oh let's just go to the track have practice and then once it's like it's taken away now you're thinking like well crap where can I run now I mean you can run anywhere essentially but like, since I'm a hurdler, it's like, well, I need hurdles to do stuff. And now I don't have a truck to do hurdles at. So now we got to think of like, so like we probably got to make hurdles or let's go um, find anything you can hurdle. And it's like um, taking that away. It's just like, not detrimental, but it's like, okay, we just got to think of something else what we could do to work on to make up for that aspect. Yeah, I never thought of that. I know like as like a regular this regular just track run, you can always just find a track or run in grass somewhere, but yeah, with hurdles, they probably got all that stuff locked up. And right, exactly. So I'm just curious, what were some things that you used, I guess, to practice hurdling without uh, the hurdles? Um, well, for me, I didn't, it was, uh, 
because I don't think I didn't really practice hurdles during the time period. I think I was just more focused on like other things. Like I was more so just doing runs, um, just like cardio. Because um, mm -hmm. since I messed up my hip and stuff, I wasn't really hurdling as much because I was just giving right. my body to heal and rest up. So thankfully for me, I didn't. I wasn't so concerned with that aspect. <laughs> oh, okay. But um, as far as like everything else, it was like, okay, well, let's make sure everything else is where it needs to be. So when I get to the point where I have to hurdle, I'm not like so far behind. <laughs> right. Um, what what athlete do you look up to the most and why? Um, I would have to say, uh, at the time being, probably like Alan Johnson. He was a um, hurdler for the United States at, um, at one point. And when I was at Kentucky, he was my coach for two years. Okay. So um, I think just him being my coach, watching him as an athlete growing up and like seeing him compete and seeing him become your coach and things and vows he's taught me. I think I've just looked up to him in a way and like some of his guidance and his tips and things like that and what he carries himself. I think mm -hmm. I've always just kind of looked up to him in that aspect. Okay. Cool. And he was a really good hurdler, so you can't really beat that. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, do you think the pandemic has hindered your training? And if so, why? Um, hindered? I would say in the case for myself, I would say it was kind of perfect timing in certain aspects. As in, since I was coming back from the injury, it was more so like doing a lot of things, like a lot of physical therapy stuff at home that I would do on myself. Um, just make sure I'm getting healthy and back to where I need to be. I'll say if it did hinder me, it's just making getting back to a, a certain level of physical fitness because all my other, everyone else who I got to compete against, you know, they're still out there running, they're training, and they're out far, far along, far along than I was. So as far as that, I'll probably say it probably hindered me in that aspect of trying to close the gap where I was compared to where all my competitors were. Right. Yeah, I feel like this gave everybody an extra year for people, like you said, that you were injured and you were recovering from injury, mm -hmm. get, a, get a lot of extra recovery time and extra practice right. for, uh, for the Olympics um, and the Olympic trials. Um, what, what are some of your goals for this upcoming season, whenever that might be? <laughs> <laughs> uh, for me, it's, um, of course, to have a full, complete, healthy season. Uh, coming back, uh, having, for me, uh, well, of course, having a healthy season. And then as you look forward to fall training and eventually going into indoor season, because mm -hmm. for me, I don't, and that I don't like indoor. Um, I think for me, I have to be more competitive for indoor because I'm more better of an outdoor hurdler. Right. But um, right. I think as far as the indoors, is just setting up myself well for outdoor. And I think if I attack that, I'll have a real good um, outdoor season. And mm -hmm. of course, for outdoors, um, for me, it's just running real fast, competing well. And of course, making that Olympic team and making that trip to Tokyo. I think those would be my biggest things going into 2021. Mm -hmm. 
I hear that. Um, are, are they actually are they actually having an indoor season this year? I didn't know if they were. I didn't hear anything about it. Um, it hasn't been. It has, no one has said anything for certain yet, or nothing's been established. So, but as of right now, we're just going into it thinking like, okay, we're still going to have an indoor season, and if we don't, then we'll just adjust as we go and um go from there. But as of right now, we're uh we're just training as if we are. Right. You got smart. So they ready? So you got to get ready. Exactly. <laughs> And then my last question is, uh, what, are, what what are some athletes that you see um, that you know that if you see them in the heat with you, you got to bring your A game? Oh, <laughs> uh, well, at the moment, United States have quite a few, but um, I would probably say people like Aaron Mallett, Freddie Crinton, I know for sure, uh, Daniel Roberts, Grant mm-hmm. Holloway, uh, I'll say even some of my training partners I have here, Zaza Wellington and Jeffrey. Okay, okay. Yeah, Zaza, my guy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so it's, it's crazy because I, I was I, it, when I saw that the Olympus was getting canceled, I was like, man, I don't know how, how they were going to like handle that with the situation. I didn't know they were going to push it to 2021 or do it spring. I, 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 it was crazy because I, I, we never saw that a, or a pandemic just cut off the entire Olympics. And right. Like I was shocked. But I, I figured they still was going to have it just based off of being Olympics and probably just no fans like as most sports were doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I, I feel like it was the right thing to do because you got people coming from all different um countries and i know they probably couldn't do um opening ceremony because it probably been too many people around too many people yeah. <laughs> so uh, i feel like they handle it the right way and just wait until next summer I, me personally i don't think it's probably gonna be over uh, maybe by next summer ho- hopefully it will be but i just feel like a lot of people still aren't like following the protocol with like the mask and all that so yeah i think that's gonna be probably the biggest thing yeah just here in america <laughs> i feel like other places probably definitely not doing it so but mm-hmm. we'll, we'll see what happens with that um if they figure it out but and how, how was the life how was the life out, out at uh university of kentucky uh life out there it was it was nice i enjoyed it it was my first time like being away from florida mm-hmm. born and raised so like um when i went there i it was it was nice, but I think I had to get used to like living in a cold state because I never had like a real winter. Right, so, that's a blessing right there. <laughs> so I think like getting used to snow and driving in snow, walking, all that jazz. It was like not a culture shock, but it was definitely pretty shocking. <laughs> and um, having like real seasons, and then yeah. just being the aspect of being away from home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. I, I had a couple, of, a lot of friends from Florida. I was like, man, I wish I would have. They was like, they never had experience of winning, so they came to college. I was like, man, I'm lucky as hell for that one because <laughs> I, I know about the seven degree weather in January and all the snow. Man. I was like, man, it's crazy. Nothing like a hot Christmas. <laughs> right. People were talking about that. I was like, man, I, I, I finally had that when I went to uh, Augusta, Georgia one year. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> 70 degrees. I was like, oh, this is what they talking about. Man, this is nice. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was 
did you want to add anything else or as far uh, I'll probably say um, probably when I want to go on the way to Kentucky I'll say it's probably one of the better experiences I've probably faced because I think most people who grow up in like their home city or state I think it's a good opportunity for a lot of people to go out and experience new things like since I've never been outside of Florida a cold place it was nice experiencing that and things of nature I would never move back up north that's a no oh no I'm done living up north but <laughs> just to have that experience and just know what it's like to be there I think a lot of people should experience I think it's nice and are you um training have you been training in Florida or where you've been training yeah as of right now I train down in Miami with uh Joey Scott okay okay Perfect training place. I'll never get cold out there. <laughs> oh, oh, it'd be hot. It's real hot down here. <laughs> what does it get? What does it hit like around like high nineties, low hundreds during the summer, or just about about nineties mm -hmm. and a lot of humidity? <laughs> yeah, Miami is the place to be. Though. I need to go down there once this pandemic ends. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully, everything will be open up by then. Yeah, this is hopefully because you know people, well, especially out there in Florida, they ain't you know they ain't wearing no masks. Mm -hmm. But all right, man, appreciate you coming out. Oh, no problem. Thank you for having me. No problem, no problem. And uh, good luck this uh, upcoming season, uh, whenever that might be, uh, <laughs> in the Olympic trials, and then Olympics. Thank you, thank you. Hopefully we have them praying that we do. Yeah, I, I, I think I think they probably like they might have it. I don't know if it might be fans. I just feel like since they've seen every other sport back like running up and running, so I feel like they're gonna have it. Just probably won't be no. It might not be any fans or anything. Fans or like up to like fifty percent in the stadium or something like that. Yeah, but hopefully everybody finally gets it together and just just wears wears a damn mask and. <laughs> get out of this pandemic and everybody goes back to semi-normal life right totally agree yeah but all right bro appreciate you no problem all right welcome back uh lastly we're going to talk about our week nine picks my week nine picks uh I'll take the falcons over the broncos titans over the bears Ravens over the Colts, Chiefs over the Panthers. Um, I'm taking the Lions over the Vikings, the Giants over the Redskins of over Washington football team, um, Texans over the Jaguars, um, Chargers over the Raiders with the upset, Steelers over the Cowboys, Cardinals over the Dolphins, and Buccaneers over the Saints, and the Patriots over the Jets. <laughs> 